Sean. Together they form Mecha Steve with the power of bad intro. Are you done? Uh, What'd you guys think? <laughs> How was that one? <laughs> Are you trying to make them bad? Are you trying to chase people away? I thought that was good. This might work on like my it? YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so no, you guys didn't like that or what? You didn't? I thought it was good. <laughs> I was just stunned it took you so long to start. Like when I say go, you got to start talking, man. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> like that's what go means. You're, I like to build up slow the drama. Off the, off the stump there, man. No, but there's no the drama. Like, uh, I want to. I'm the one editing this motherfucker. Don't leave drama because I'm yeah. gonna edit out drama. All right. So as soon as <laughs> I see that red light, I can go. Is that what you're saying? Because sometimes yes. you know, like when you're taking a video, it takes a second to go, and then you miss the first part. No, no, oh. not no. Good to so know. I'll try. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try. Edit out the. I'll edit out the pause when I do you the editing. Edit out man. the whole entry. <laughs> I, I agree, Rob. Good what? Lord. What are we? Mega? What? Mecha Steve. Mecha Steve. Yeah, like you know, we all form together like Voltron. What a pit. Pinage are you, Sean? <laughs> Jeez. He's a uh, butthole. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with Mecha Steve. I'll be fucking Ghidorah. I'll fight your ass. Uh, God, Voltron was so awesome. I miss Voltron. What'd you think uh, of the new Voltron? Any good? I th- I thought uh, I didn't watch it. That's what I thought of it. I never uh, watched I, it. I watched the first episode. Wasn't that great? Yeah. But anyway, I'll try I'll try harder on my intros next week. Dear Lord, like I was I was stunned silent. I didn't even know how to react. <laughs> Rob like, was Rob had the same reaction. I was looking at him, he's like, Oh man, it can't get any worse than that. <laughs> and then you told a- me to just let you finish the whole intro and like as soon as you started, I always wanted to be like, Stop, stop, <laughs> stop, stop it. Stop well, what you're doing. That was real nice of you for hanging on, man. That was nice Oof. of you. We'll see what we got next week. We'll check it out. We'll see what happens. Can only get better than that one. Right on. That's what I'm I'm shooting. I'm putting the bar low, <clears throat> shooting high next week. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Hey, so, so uh, uh yeah. so a lot going on in America this yeah. week and the whole world, apparently. Yeah, it's uh, on fire. It's not good. This is probably the worst, I think. I Definitely, I can remember growing up. What about you, Rob? Uh, I've never seen this shit is bad. Push protesters and hit them with batons. And <laughs> right, shields. right, right. Huh. I mean, it's crazy, dude. They bit. I don't know. I've always been on the side. You know, back in 2016 with Kaepernick, I was like, okay, he's protesting police brutality. You know, yeah, like. And then they immediately switched it. They they went straight for the flag and made it about the flag. And then with this last one, they immediately went to the looting. Like I, I'm not even I, like five minutes after his death. You know, in the first loot, the first looting that happened, they're like, "Oh, look at those looters! Can you believe it?" It's like you missed the fucking point again. Like if I was a black person, I'd be like, "What the fuck am I supposed to do?" And that's pretty much how it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they tried protesting all different ways, all peaceful, and they're not being heard. And I understand. I mean, I get it. Well, it's a good sign because uh, Drew Brees said this, <laughs> basically the same thing he said four oh, years yeah. ago. And he got 
killed this time. Yeah, he tried yeah. to hide well, in the flag. Killed, he tried to he got, wrap the flag up. Yeah, and he, he basically said the same thing he did four years ago yeah. when, when Kaepernick, you know, knelt. And uh, now he had he apologized this morning. Yeah, you know? I heard. But that. it was it's basically the same thing he tweeted last time. You right. Know? The difference is people they actually are like, okay, maybe it it wasn't about the yeah. flag. So it's that, like, yeah, that's a good that's what we we're trying to say four years ago. Nobody's listening. So yeah, he had to make that apology today. I was like, <laughs> I was like, just stop. Can you just sympathize with what's going on to our fellow Americans? Is it that hard? Like, I don't understand. Why do you have to always make it about something else? It's driving me mad. I'm thinking a lot of people don't like black people. That's that's what I'm, that's what I'm uh, gathering. Man, I'm crazy. like, because I can't, I, I don't know what else to think, man. Uh, yes, I, uh, I don't know. I never thought my kids would see or I would see riots and and protesting on the level of like those black and white videos of from the 60s and they would you know turn the fire hydrants on on black people and sick dogs on people and all that stuff mm-hmm. and it's approaching that level and uh, i i think there's a lot of things tied in obviously the uh, systemic racism and police brutality and I, I think i mean a lot of it just comes back to trump enabling white supremacist groups empowering them by you know, yeah. calling them good people and letting them march in the street. I don't, I didn't years ago. I didn't think I'd see white supremacists <laughs> on parade just fine. You know what I mean? Just out kicking right. it in a in a grand announced parade or whatever the fuck they were doing. Yeah, I was sure any, we had away with that. that. And uh, yeah, it's uh, I mean, it's upsetting. And you know, I and then like you said that you know that they're that a lot of people they they keep dismissing the actual issue, which is. That, that police are, are killing black people and then not even getting charged for it, you know, on top right. of, of, of doing it, they're not getting charged with, with murder charges or investigated and stuff. And it took a week of, of protesting to even get the other three officers arrested that were involved, that were standing right, right there. Right. And then uh, it's, you know, it's, they, they talk about the looting and everything. And again, the looting's smaller, much smaller scale than the protesting and, uh, I've said this before to you. I've said it to other people, but you know, people are going to get angry and they're going to react. They're going to lash out and they're reacting to something. And I don't condone violence, but I totally understand it. And so I don't want to, I don't want to <laughs> yeah. act like I'm like, yeah, right. burn down those stores. But at the same time, it's like, I get it. I totally yeah. get it. Yeah. I see where you're coming from. Like we've never been violent in this country before, you know? Well, it's yeah. It's like, like I said before, man, like, our country was founded on violence. We came in, committed genocide, Native Americans. Violence does work. Violence gets noticed. And that, that's yeah. what's happening. And then you got the conservative media sensationalizing it, asking, acting like that's the issue when it's really not. The other videos that I'm seeing are more police brutality. Or the, that's the videos I'm seeing. People, police officers instigating still at the very protest against their actions. They are instigating those same actions. And it's uh, it's fucking disgusting. I hate that nobody asks why that they resorted to violence. Like they're not asking that question, which is this. That's the answer. The reason why is because they have they've been calling out. They're in pain and we just keep ignoring the shit. The same issue over and over again. Decades and decades and then fuck slavery for 400 years. Jesus, man. It's like, can you just listen to our fellow Americans, please? Please. That's all we want. You know? Well, yeah, that's the thing, too, is just just pay attention to the 
you know what they're saying black lives matter that i mean that's literally oh the yeah message. and then they uh, they uh, they immediately spin that too like black people can't even have black lives matter they're they always they jump in real quick they're like oh no all lives matter it's like shut the fuck up karen jesus but it just again it just kind of shows you where where those people's heads are at like they right they're literally right. part of the problem they don't even know it right they when they when they twist things like that and we're and not it's, saying it's, you know we don't want police. Police are good. <laughs> you know, we need police. But uh, when you just, uh, when you, uh, <laughs> I don't know about all that. I, I've never, I've never been too fond of the police. They've never, I don't think they've ever helped me uh, that I can think of. Well, I, um, I, disagree. I remember when Rob I got, when Rob got police. robbed, they did, they couldn't help Rob at all. Like you call the police when you need help and they're just like, yeah, it looks like you lost all your shit. Sorry, buddy. It sucks for you. <laughs> that was basically their response. He's like, <laughs> right. My He's famous like, quote of that night was, uh, you can't get fingerprints off a rock. <laughs> uh, well, I, you know, I, they do it on CSI I disagree. all the time. I disagree. <laughs> I, I, I like, the, I like law and order. I just want the law and, order, law and to, order too, but to, to I want the them to be held accountable. You can't, you can't step on a guy for nine minutes and listen to him narrate his own death. Okay. Like, can we please just arrest this guy immediately? And you know, it, it took him what a couple of days before anything freaking happened. For a fake twenty dollar bill. Yeah, it's like, come on, man. Well, that's what I mean about the police, though. Is we, they've gotten to a point where they're they're not on any, any kind of leash now. They're they're not held accountable. They're, again, right. there's the video footage I'm seeing from the people actually in the protests is showing it. I, I've seen video of cops looting, loading up their cruisers with Nikes. I've seen cops breaking windows. I've seen cops destroying their own squad cars. I've seen them brutalizing people who are peacefully protesting and nowhere near them and not a danger, not wielding weapons, not verbally uh, threatening anyone. And they go up and bash them in the head, bash them in the leg, spray them with pepper spray, drag them off. And they're literally they've, they're off the leash. And again, goes back to Trump. They have that support. Right. And yeah. it, it, we're it headed toward help. like a fascist police state. It's that's what that's it's it's fucking crazy. And yeah. it's I don't know. There's part of me that's uh, I don't know, just really impressed with when I see all these protests, all these people coming together and it's people of all different races uh, protesting, too, which is great, man. There's more yeah. solidarity there than there was back in the MLK <laughs> days, which is good to see at least. And, you know, I I think it will bring forth some change it's taken a long time and obviously having somebody as divisive as trump who's just sitting there pouring gas on the fire the whole fucking time isn't helping but uh i'm hoping that governors are hearing the people you know the people that are protesting and and again about going back to the rioters and and, and looters and everything it's like i I just i say the same thing that they say about cops it's like hey man all these protesters you're gonna have a few bad apples what are you gonna do about it that's just how it is right (laughs) So I just throw it back in their face. It's like you, you, you want to talk about them. Well, that's that's how you defend the police officer. Yeah, it's just a few bad apples that murder occasionally and get away with it. So but yeah, but just wanted to if you have a problem with any of that messaging, then this probably is not the podcast for you. Uh, I don't we don't really care. Uh, but that's where we stand anyway. Snowflake. Um, <laughs> Snowflake. Yeah, you fucking snowflake. <laughs> uh, I was fucking listening. Hell. I was listening to Neil Brennan this morning. He was talking about how when COVID was going down, you know, Trump was like, <laughs> he's given no help to the states whatsoever. He's like, you're on your own. You know, he's like, that's right. the equi- that's the equivalent 
equivalent of like FDR saying, you know, after they bombed Pearl Harbor, hey, Hawaii, you're on your own. Good luck. <laughs> but when it comes to riots, he sends in the fucking, <laughs> what, I forget what he said. Well, it's not, again, oh, he said it's like not the riot. 501 it's, Airborne because somebody's rioting a Chico It's not store. a riot, it's protest. 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 Yeah. protest. No, but he, yeah, he was talking about the riots. He'll send to the military for, you know, somebody robs. Well, no, he's again, you're, you're conflating here. There's small rioting. He turned tear gas on people who are peacefully protesting so he could walk across the street for a photo op. There, oh, yeah. uh, yes, there are riots, but the, he wants to disperse even the protesters. It's not just about, again, they're painting it to be that all these people are rioting, but that's not the thing. And it's like, you're, you're, you're buying into it. Don't buy into it. That's not what this is. This is, these are peaceful protests with just a few bad apples. No, that's I was just saying is. what Neil Brennan was saying. I was just I was trying to remember what he said. He said, you know, sending in the, the police for a, you know, or the military for a Chico. Somebody robbed a Chico or something like that. I forget what he said. <laughs> and I, uh, I was trying Chico. to get to the end of the joke. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, well, I, just, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. The, well, yeah, but don't, don't call them rioters. Cause again, you know, that's, uh, I guess if you call them rioters, then we just have to, all police are, are, uh, murderers then. Yeah. Cause no. that's, that's basically the conflation you're making. Yeah. No, uh, I'm saying know. rioters are rioting. Protesters are protesting and they're lumping them all in the same group. That's the yes. problem. Yes. 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 I know. Yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Trump doesn't, Trump is not distinguishing one from the other. Uh, they, in his mind, you know, they're all bad. He doesn't give a shit because he doesn't like their message. He doesn't, he doesn't care that they're, they're peacefully protesting. That's right. the other thing about protests in general is everybody has this idea of how you should protest. And it's like this protesting is an act of disruption. You don't get to decide how I get to disrupt. Mm -hmm. you, you know what I mean? Like that's that's exactly what it is. So you can judge it for all, what it is, but the fact of the matter is, it's a disruption. A disruption shouldn't make you comfortable. It's good that you're <laughs> uncomfortable. Understand that that's what a fucking protest is. Like you, you can put all these rules on and on you want, and like I was saying to you, it's like, oh, okay, here's the rules for protesting: uh, go to work twelve hours a day and work for free for me. That's the that's how you should protest. You know, it sounds ridiculous, right? That's right. basically what they're saying. No, it's a fucking protest. Yeah. I don't get it. Dude. I don't fucking get it, man. You don't get I to wait. decide how other people protest. <laughs> I wake up every day and I'm like, why? It's so obvious. Why? Why is everyone having a problem understanding what is going on? I just yeah. don't fucking get it. And every day it's something fucking new that is oblivious to people. Like it just it makes me sad. And I, I hope things change. But I fear as soon as white people, you know move on so then where Obama was voted out of office right. it's it back happened. to fucking normal we went, yeah, this was the first black president to wow <laughs> <laughs> I know right like the fucking Jesus. worst it's, like couldn't, there's no one could have made it worse no one dude the uh, the new was, run the jewels album came out yesterday which is kind of timely I'm not a huge rap fan, but I, I like those guys. And that Killer Mike is in Run the Jewels. That's the guy that you saw with that really good speech last <laughs> week um, or earlier yeah. this week, whenever it was. But, uh, man, and the, the lyrics on there, I haven't even really absorbed the whole album by any means, but there's lyrics on there. And it's actually in reference to like Mike Brown, but he's talking about I can't breathe. And it's like, Jesus, this couldn't be more timely if you recorded it yesterday. And <laughs> it's, it's just shocking. But it's uh, Remember, that's a, that's we, a solid album. You should check it out. We were talking earlier and you had mentioned like how how everybody, you know, like there's people that li 
white people that listen to rap all the time <laughs> and, and you're like you're like did do they never listen to the lyrics because they're like we need i need to i need to better myself i mean i need to be better about you know issues with black people but they listen to rap all the time and r&b i was like have you ever listened to the lyrics of any of those songs ever because i guarantee well, yeah, you there's something about it on every album and it's it's well in the to add to that, that what I was saying though is that I have friends who that's what they're into is, is hip hop and, and rapper and rap music especially, and they're the same ones who who are, who are trying to show that uh, you know it's just a bunch of rowdy protesters and basically showing a very racist slant. And it's like so you listen to their music, you li- and, and right. you love their music so much, but as <laughs> soon as they start doing something that you don't approve of, now it's like fuck you, like you shouldn't be allowed. To, how dare you? Like, how I, dare I you protest? <laughs> then they're like, like said, <laughs> NWA. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but seriously, it, it, that's the that's the stuff I listen to. Is like, it, how is this surprising? Like, right. what what, yeah. what are you taking away from this? You just like beats? Is that your thing? You just like beats? You don't give a shit about lyrics? Like, it's fucking weird, man. Fucking yeah. weird. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, obviously we uh, we support all that. We support change, change for the better. Uh, uh, we we support the oppressed and not the oppressors. That's a good way of looking at it too. When you're trying to figure out, make heads or tails of what's going on, look at who's being oppressed. That's probably mm-hmm. where you should be, right? <laughs> uh, especially if you're a Christian and you've read the Bible at all and about Jesus. It, you know, a lot about was about you know he he was killed. Oh, that was the lyric from uh, the the run the jewels thing. He's like, uh, and I'm totally paraphrasing this here because I, I don't remember the lyric. But he says something about he's like, remember that that uh, Jesus was killed by the state, and it was just like ah, since chills up your spine almost. But mm-hmm. uh, good stuff on that on the on the new Run the Jewels album, Killer Mike. Uh, really, yeah, that 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 speech really sharp it. lyrics, incisive, Pretty. good stuff, and fat beats to go with it. Of course, oh, always like some fat beats. <laughs> All yeah, right. I hope I hope he, I hope it gets better, man. I hope it gets better. So, uh, but yeah, let's let's move on to uh, happier things. But like, we, you know, had to address that. You know, just kind of put that out there because uh, to ignore it is wrong. To uh, anyway. Uh, all right. So this week, your assignment was to read a Hellboy story called "Wake the Devil," which is the second uh, multi-part Hellboy story. I think there were a couple in between there, like one one shots, is what they call single issue stories. They call them a one shot. So there's some. There's some lingo for you, Rob. <laughs> I like it. <clears throat> yeah. One shot. Yeah, read a one, sh- one shot. There's a couple one shots in between there, but basically this was the next big story arc for Hellboy. And just to kind of uh, summarize the first story arc, it was called Seed of Destruction. A lot of the first Hellboy movie was pulled from that story. So you might be kind of familiar. I was going to ask you, I was like, this seems like it, you know, fills in after the first movie. It does, yeah. It's it's definitely ties in there. So this was. Let me give the uh, the creator credit here before we get into this story. Uh, well, Hellboy is created by Mike Mignola. He is he is the artist and the writer. And uh, let me see. There's uh, you got uh, Pat Brousseau on letters, and James Sinclair was the colorist. But Mike Mignola is is basically the main man with with Hellboy, and especially the early stuff. He handled both all the art and the writing. And it's his creation. Create this is a creator-owned character. Uh, it's on Dark Horse Comics, which is independent, and he uh, 
as far as I know, Mike Mignola retains the rights to his Hellboy character, which I think is always cool. And it, it kind of helps with uh, keeping the character uh, accurate to its, you know, to the beginnings of the character and to its core and not and having a bunch of creators come in and, and twist it and change it sometimes for the better, but usually not. So yeah. uh, this came out in 1996. It was published from June to October five issue series. Uh, so how long ago was that, man? Like fucking 24 years <laughs> ago. 90s. That was like 50 years ago. So 20. let me, and I, I just want to, I don't, I don't want to take up all the time with, with my fucking yapping, but I just want to say, but the reason I, I, Hellboy's one of the reasons Hellboy's really special to me is this was around the time Hellboy came out in 94, which is right when the middle of when I was totally, it was like right after I discovered comics and I was just like elbow deep in comics at that point. And so to have a character come out while, you know, almost everything I was reading was, was older characters for the most part. And so this, this new character comes on the scene and you're the, the first thing that it, intrigued me was the art style i didn't know what was going on i was like who's this red guy with goggles on his head and i remember <laughs> thinking that and uh and then you know his name hellboy i'm like okay i like that i like hell and <laughs> so then he was getting good reviews in some of the the comic trade magazines and um and i've i've loved the character ever since then basically so it's really it's been really cool to see the character go from being an independent comic book to being a major motion picture to three major motion pictures yeah and and still creator owned. And I, I feel like I would love to interview Mike Mignola and just talk about his journey as, you know, just a guy working in comics. As Steve, you were saying he did some rocket raccoon stuff. He, um, yeah. He's done, you know, he worked for other comic publishers before creating his own character. And that kind of uh, blew up on its own, maybe not to the level of like spawn or something like that, but it was still for an independent comic. It, w- it was fucking huge. That would be amazing just to create something and then see it, you know, loved by so many people. I mean, that's just, that's got to be an awesome feeling, man. Right. Except this last movie was not loved by many people. (laughs) But but maybe Uh, we can change that. I think we got three solid Hellboy movies, man. I did too. I enjoyed them all. Yeah. Well, they released the last one at Easter. So that was <laughs> probably not a good idea. <laughs> Come to a theater near you. We're having Easter service. <laughs> Hellboy is the next commercial. Oh, and it was good, too. That last yeah, one was great. I enjoyed it. So, uh, yeah, go, go ahead and explain. I guess most people would know what Hellboy is, right? Do we have to explain who Hellboy is, what he looks like, where he came from? I guess from? we'll explain Hellboy a little bit just for the listener. Hellboy is, uh, he arrived, he was summoned by Rasputin in 1944 for Hitler. Um, this is all 100% historically accurate, by the way. And uh, <laughs> right. he was summoned by Hitler's occult, secret occult society. And he was a, he's a half human, half demon. And uh, his father is named Azale. And his mother was a witch named Sarah Hughes, I want to say. Doing all this from memory. But um, she renounced Azale at one point while she was pregnant. So he like disintegrated her and ripped the uh, Hellboy from her womb, chopped off his, his right arm and attached the right hand of doom to it. And that Ooh. is uh Hellboy. 
you know, I had, cute little. <laughs> I, I had forgotten that. Thanks for. I did well, not know that. I, I was gonna say I don't think you would know that. Oh, uh, that wasn't in the movie. Enough. I wondered how he got no. his uh, his his stone looking hand. <laughs> yeah, and that's like a key to ending the Earth, which they have talked about in the movies. But yeah, that's he wasn't born that way. Poor Sarah. Imagine if that was the case. But uh, yeah, he that's that's Hellboy. He's he's half demon that he was summoned, but he uh, for Rasputin for nefarious evil purposes and then the americans showed up with professor broom they rescued he rescued him adopted him raised him as his son and hellboy grew up to be despite his appearance and origins just kind of a regular guy just a cigar chomping guy who works for the bureau of paranormal research and defense which is uh, a department of the government that researches paranormal activity everything from Bigfoot to ghosts to whatever. And he's on there and he's, he's basically like a a detective and that's his job. He's got other people he works with like Abe Sapien and, and uh, Liz Sherman. And there's, there's other people that are introduced later. Um, Kate, I forget her last name is another one. That's pretty major character in a lot of the comics. Corrigan or is that what it was? Kate Corrigan. I think that might be it. Yeah. And And she was in this one, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I the didn't cool I don't about, remember her from the movies. Yeah. The no, she was not yeah. in the movies. But uh, one of the things I really liked about Hellboy, and you don't really get this from the movies too much, is reading the comics back then, is he was just kind of working a day job. Like, that's what he did. You know, he ended up in these extraordinary circumstances with these crazy supernatural Lovecraftian creatures. But basically, you know, he was a detective working a beat. and. Yeah that was kind of his tagline early on was the world's greatest paranormal investigator. And, you know, he always ended up scrapping though, because that that's what, you, you know, it's a comic book. Of course you can have monster fights. That was a big inspiration for it as well. But, you know, he's, he's got, he's got personality. He's got a real deadpan, uh, kind of sardonic delivery, which I love. And they, tr- that they adapted really well into the movies and, you know, it's everything for it. You know, it's, he treats his job the same way we all treat our jobs. It's just like something we do, you know? And it's funny because what he does is fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's a, what is he like seven foot tall demon? Yeah. He's, he's about seven <laughs> feet tall. Just I think like, you yeah. know, just going to work, doing my, doing my stuff. <laughs> he's got goat hooves for feet. Goat hooves. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's Hellboy. That is Hellboy. So yeah, so this story, I'll just summarize it real quick, and then I want to give. I feel like Rob said about four words, so I want to give him the chance. Rob, Rob fell asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Rob left. He's just gone. He's like, "Shut the fuck up, Sean." Jesus fucking Christ. Um, All right, so just kind of summarize this story again. uh, Five issue series, sequel to Seed of Destruction, and it's it's called Wake the Devil. And basically, it's. uh, I mean, if you get down to the meat of it. It's coming back to Rasputin. Now, there's some other characters, some other villains. We got, uh, I'm curious how you guys pronounce this, but uh, I was uh, waiting for that. (laughs) Gearskew is how I pronounce this one guy's name. Vladimir Gearskew. I said Vladimir Juraskew. Juraskew, Rob. Rob. (laughs) Rob's like Remco PB. (laughs) Vladimir G. That's it. As far as I I got. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so what'd you say? I kind of skimmed over. How'd you say it, Sean? Uh, Gearskew. Gearskew. All right, we can go with that. Vladimir Gearskew. I'm I'm not good with Russian accents. So So they're they're trying to resurrect Vladimir Gearskew, and then we also have Hecate, who comes into it later. 
Oh, yeah, I thought that I, was Hecate. Oh, maybe that's. I thought it was Hecate. I don't. I don't know. I, I thought I'll I remember someone in. I think I put a T in there. I thought I was Hecate. <laughs> so, I thought I remember somebody saying it in one of the Buffy uh, episodes. I don't know. I could be totally wrong. Let me but, see. But yeah, so find a pronunciation here. So I would like to know how to pronounce that. Uh, yeah, uh, so I think you're right. I think it's Hecate or something. Hecate, Hecate is what I've heard. Hecate. Hecate. Um, I, well, I know that. So there's a Hellboy. There's a couple Hellboy cartoons, and they call her Hecate. So that's where I took oh, it from. Okay. Well, then let's go Hecate. with that. Hecate. But uh, Hecate, Hecate, Hecate. What is Hecate. she? What is she? Like the goddess of death or something? Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what she's, she's kind of like running a, in a whole bunch of crazy fucking or something demons in this one. Yeah, any, oh, you want to start? Like, where do we start? Well, we start, start with, with issue one. Start with Zinko. All right. Well, there's this, there's this uh, rich guy, uh, Roderick Zinko. Roderick Zinko. Yeah, and uh, he was chilling on one of his private beaches or whatever, and R- Rasputin came to him and uh, told him about. The project Ragnarok, which I was like, yes. okay, that was, I immediately thought of Thor. And I don't know anything about Norse mythology or Roman mythology or Greek mythology. You just so heard the Zeppelin song like, in your head, didn't you? <laughs> right. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm guessing they, they named it after <laughs> the Norse mythology myth. Or whatever. So, so I, yeah. he, he works uh, a lot of that stuff in uh, Mignola, does it? He works all kinds of Eastern European mythology, all kind of mythology into his shit. Yeah, that was, that was pretty real- cool. I was like, oh, Ragnarok, awesome. But uh, yeah, he tells him about uh, this Ragnarok, and he tells Rasputin tells Zinko to go to this uh, cat, uh, this place in Norway, some castle in Norway, where I yes. guess. Uh, Isla Hopstein is that her name? Isla Elsa. Ilsa. Ilsa. Elsa. Yeah. Uh, Elsa Hopstein, and there's uh, two other people there. Who's that? Cronin. Cronin. Okay, that's the guy, the 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 clock guy in in the first Hellboy, right? He had yes. the clock parts. Okay. Yes. Okay, so that guy's there, and some other guy. Who is that? Uh, I forgot his name already. I'm, I'm just listening. It was to Leopold, um, Leopold something. But anyway, those people have been cryogenically frozen, I think, since Hellboy first came, uh, from they're hell. They're Nazis. Yeah, they're Nazis. Yeah. yeah. yeah they're Nazis. They were I there guess, when Hellboy arrived back right, in 44. And I guess Rasputin told them to go, you know, chill out for, I don't know, 60 <laughs> years. <laughs> chill out. I got it. <laughs> Chill out there, and then I guess when Zinko came, once Rasputin he came, he had a back, lot of resources to offer mm-hmm. for their uh, experiment yeah, yeah, he's or whatever. Got wealth, land, money, power, connections, everything. And he's, he's your Jeff Bezos. He's like, yeah. So Bezos, <laughs> Bezos. I mean, Zinko was offering everything just to, you know, do anything for Rasputin. He was basically a servant. Do we know? Do we know why this guy helped? I found that kind of it's like, oh, okay. I think it was just the magic of Rasputin because he's got everything. This guy is rich, and he's like, oh, I need a challenge. I think Rasputin put him under a spell or something. So he's like, all right, I'll. I mean, this guy's on a beach, you know. It's (laughs) like, why do I want to bother? They don't mention it. They just like he's like, okay, I'll do it (laughs) immediately. He refers to him as the master, and I feel like that was kind of a way of of stating that 
he was a part of the dark arts, possibly a Nazi himself, you know, or, or okay. like a neo-Nazi, whatever you want to call it. Is yeah, we have well, no backstory because <laughs> we've only right. Read this but I, for me, like the thing was that when he called him the master, I've seen the master. It, like that just made me think. Okay, he he knows Rasputin. He either worships him or or has studied him or, or something. Was okay. my that's what I uh, took as the implication there, but I, I could be wrong. Yeah, so Rasputin tells him to go to this place in Norway, and they fly by helicopter. They get there. Uh, Zinko breaks in, and that's when he finds uh, the, the other three three Nazi stooges that have stooges. been frozen there since the forties. <clears throat> he introduces himself. They they don't like him too much. They have a mech. They they they're going to kill him. And then he says, "It wasn't Mecha Steve. It was Mecha Leopold." Yes. And uh, <laughs> so they quickly, they quickly accept him uh, after, you know, he offers his, his services and says he's spoken with the master. Right. Um, as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, he's I'm like, gonna, you're I'm part of the fold. A, a little bit here. So uh, then we, we, we go to the, the BPRD headquarters in Fairfield, Connecticut, where mm-hmm. uh, Tom Manning, who is the character played by Jeffrey Tambor in the movie, in the first two oh, movies. Oh, Okay. Cool. Um, he didn't even put that together. Yeah. He, uh, he's talking about Vladimir Gearskew and how there's a portrait of Vladimir. And uh, what, what was it that they, they stole his body? I'm really. Yeah. Basically, this guy's been alive since the early 1800s. And he, they, they just, if they're at like uh, the headquarters, BPRD headquarters, and they're just giving him a briefing of, you know, this guy who he thought was dead finally is maybe still alive they, they he got i guess this there's this castle <laughs> gear or however yes. we're saying it get a and appa- apparently if this guy if like he was in a bunch of wars and he'd always get shot and everybody thought he was dead but people would take his body go to this castle come back two weeks later he's fine and that, that happened all you know many times throughout all the wars he was in i think he was in some napoleonic wars and stuff and yeah. All the way up, and they and um, so if you take him to the certain castle in the moonlight, I guess he recovers, and you know, no right. matter how bad he is, he comes back to life. So they thought he was finally dead, but then they find out that uh, that may not be the case. So I, w- I want to draw some attention here to the artwork uh, on page one seventy when they're the first page. We're in the BPRD, and Hellboy's just chilling on the couch, and. I just I, I just love seeing heroes in, in a casual way. You know, you got this dude who basically looks like Satan. And he's just <laughs> chilling on this couch with everybody right, else. Right. His legs and, like uh, not, not crossed, just, you know, leisurely open. <laughs> he's and, just uh, lounging. Uh, yeah. But I want to ask both of you guys, uh, starting with Rob, like, what did you think of the artwork in these in these books? Um, I, I thought it was cool because Hellboy always stood out. He's, like I don't I don't know if that was the only red we ever saw, but um you could always tell where he was at. Um yeah. it was it reminded me of Batman, the Batman we read. Um okay. kind of in that style, um, which I didn't mind at all. Um I did my main thing on this one was my God, it was like reading a book. There was a <laughs> lot there was a lot of dialogue. Definitely yes. a lot. Um so packed pretty densely with dialogue yeah, but, but it, it, love- it was interesting though it wasn't just wasted it, it gave you a lot of detail 
But you didn't notice anything different about the. I, I think I know where Sean's going. No, I didn't notice it. What are you guys talking about? Are you are you talking about how the background is all in black and most of the stuff? Yes, that was yeah, well. That was one of the things is how dark everything is. Like the amount Shaded. of ink it would take. Yeah, yeah the yeah. The, uh, the inking there, and the, something I always loved about uh, Mike Mignola is with Hellboy, especially, is just how like the black backgrounds. Yeah, and a lot of shadow work. Dude, it's just crazy. It, it's really moody and gothic and and perfect for you know for this comic for you know a gothic comic book basically. And yeah, uh, I didn't really notice it. Now I've seen it. All oh, I only knew that because Sean and I have talked about it before. Thanks, and I remembered it. Now when I read it, all I'm going to see is black. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate I that. I would have been just oblivious as you, yeah. but I do remember but talking to Sean about this. Now that somebody has said ago. it, I see it. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that cool though? I just yeah. noticed how red. Uh, Red boy. Hellboy always stood out <laughs> red. Red boy. Yeah. Red boy. <laughs> yeah. And there was an intro by Mike Minot or no, it was Alan Moore, I think there was an intro. And it was white lettering on black <laughs> black background on a tablet. <laughs> and I was trying <laughs> to read it. And I thought I was going blind because it was so hard to read. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that so that was really that is a good point, Sean. It's really interesting. Totally different from any comics we've read thus far. The, is it is he like the only one that does that or are other people i'm sure, I'm sure. I, 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 I've, I've seen stuff like it. that before but it's it's a constant throughout hellboy and it's i think it's a really striking visual style coupled with his own he has a unique art style in general i think mm-hmm. and that I, I don't really know how to describe very well but it's just he has a unique style it looks really cool um and i, I was just curious if what you guys thought of his art style compared to you know what we've read and, and rob yeah like what you're saying it kind of does compare to david uh, mazzucchelli's art from batman year one it has kind of like a it has like an old school feel to it but it still mm-hmm. looks modern which is what yeah. i like about it mm-hmm. yeah uh, right. so so yeah so they're they think uh Jerescu is possibly alive and um they're they think maybe uh someone has taken him to castle Jerescu to um reanimate reanimate his corpse and Mm -hmm. that's ilsa halpstein is the one who has his corpse and she is the one behind it i don't think that's too big of a spoiler here but they don't know exactly where castle gearskew is so uh kate corrigan one of the people at the bprd has a, a pretty good estimate of three possible places so she breaks, uh, there's only like <laughs> certain people, everybody else is out on assignment or something. So they have a select few people left. So they break, uh, they break the one, two, three, four, five, six people into three teams. And you, don't, help. You, you don't have to give every detail <laughs> of the story. We can just, well, I think it's important because yeah, yeah, three teams sent to Romania. I, I was saying Hellboy's on his own. Hellboy's on his own. I was trying to get the Hellboy's on his own. That's what I was trying to get. You're getting a bit granular with your breakdown here. <laughs> hey, man, I'm just trying to let people know what's going on in the comic. Well, again, we don't want to read them the comic. We don't want to get sued for infringement because we read the comic book to them. All right. All right. So what we'll say is well, they've assembled some teams mm-hmm. and uh, to, to find him and, and they find the castle. And uh, they have like these uh, rocketeer style jetpacks, and Hellboy's immediately <laughs> fails, and he falls, and he a- crash lands right into the castle, which I thought was fucking hilarious. It was yeah. convenient well, for storytelling purposes and also funny. 
but it fell into the castle that they were looking for. That's what <laughs> right. was funny. Yes. Well, yes. It's funny because earlier they made a comment. Uh, somebody made a comment about Hellboy will always find <laughs> trouble. Yeah, like he'll, always, he'll be the one that <laughs> finds it. So he jumps out of right. this plane with this jetpack that doesn't work. He's trying to click the ignition button. He keeps hitting it and it just blows up. So he's just falling to earth in a ball of fire directly now, into the castle where he needs to be. <laughs> is that an ongoing theme in the Hellboy comics where technology doesn't work for him? Um, yeah, he, he doesn't you know, have a great... That, relationship comedic, with technology yeah is that a comedic thing ongoing well a lot of yeah. characters were zinco technology right yeah that was, his new gun was zinco on it they made a point of that but yeah he he doesn't like technology in general he likes to just beat things up he's very okay. old school in that regard um and uh yeah the, the, uh he'd rather use like a sword or a bludgeoning type instrument and and speaking of which he lands and encounters the unmensch the Unmensk, not, <laughs> yeah, the, not sure how you pronounce Nazi that one. Half, Mensch. half robot, half Nazi. <laughs> what was that? Right. Cyborg. Cyborg Nazi. Oh, Cyborg Nazi. Nazi. <laughs> and they fight. And I don't know if you remember, but so he had like that big metal fist with the chain on it, like almost mm-hmm. like a mace. They yeah. used that in Hellboy 2 on the one creature. I don't know if you remember early on in the movie, there was a creature. Oh, yeah, I do remember that hmm. now. Yeah, and he, Hellboy fights a guy like that. Um. Yeah, I, I just I just wanted to point that out. If anybody's seen Hellboy two, it's it's a lot like that. So that you, you get the big beat 'em up fight scene where Hellboy fights. Um, where are we now in the comic? They they Jumping they're fighting here. and then they fall through the floor, and that's where he right. encounters uh, Gierski's dad. It's, yes, it's an old old vampire. I guess. Did we even say Gierski was a vampire? His name's Vladimir. I feel like that implied it. But yeah, no. Vladimir Gierskew <laughs> is a vampire. It. <laughs> 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 impaled it. Yeah, good one, Rob. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he fought. He meets his dad, who uh, he was looking for. The guy he beat up with the chain couldn't find him. I guess his Vladimir's dad was down there eating his leg or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he was. I was like, this is cool. <laughs> so right. Hellboy asked asked. Uh, did he have a name? I don't even know if he had a name. Who? Old, old vampire, I guess. He asked him where oh, Gearsku Ge- was. Gearsku's father. I yeah. Mr. Gearsku. Mr. Gear. He was asking Mr. Gearsku where <laughs> Gearsku was. And he's like, I'm not telling you whatever. Trying to save his son or whatever. And meanwhile, yeah. Ilsa is meeting with Rasputin, who was defeated in Seat of Destruction. But at Rasputin's whole, one of his whole things, he's like, like Gearsku, he's like, he, you can't really kill him because of this because of a deal he made with the the Baba Yaga. Oh, uh, which, that's what I wanted. Which to... does not mean boogeyman, like they said in John Wick. By the way, oh yeah, I was gonna say that's the, yeah John Wick. Um, they he, Rasputin. I guess he he never dies because half of his soul is in Yggdrasil, which was the tree of life or yeah. whatever in the Marvel movies. I was right. like, oh, man, everything's they're, they're using a lot of this Norse mythology like this is cool. But yes. yeah, I guess half his soul was planted in the, in the tree of Yggdrasil. So so is he, he couldn't fully die I mean, unless is, they kill that part. Is he corp? Um, can you touch him? Oh, is he corporeal? corporeal? Yeah, he, that's what I tried to say. <laughs> right, well, we know. We know it's who corporeal. Rob speak. <laughs> well, he says don't touch me. So I don't know. Yeah, that's us. I don't know what uh, that the means. dad. 
What his no, dad doesn't. No, no Rasputin. Rasputin. Oh, Rasputin. He, he tells gotcha. Ilsa not to touch him, and I didn't know what no. that meant. They never explain it. That's why I was wondering if he was. And I just want to get back that to Gearski's dad. He looks like he's been dead a long time. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, look man. So good. <laughs> he looks like the old vampire in uh, what? What was the Nosferatu? No, no, the oh. one, the one in um, Taiki Watiti's vampire movies. What are they? No, oh, we'll be doing this. Well, that one was based on Nosferatu. <laughs> so that's oh, why was it? Like that. oh, okay. Yeah. I never saw the old, old. You're talking about the TV yeah. show or the. Yeah, remember that old, old vampire yeah. that. He's the, been... I mean, in the movie, I think his name's yeah. like Peter or something like that. Pete yeah, Gregory or I forget yeah. what it's so yeah. Oh, let's call him Peter then. We'll just call Peter. him Peter. Yeah, so uh, uh, Peter does not tell Hellboy where Gearskew is, so <laughs> Hellboy burns him to death. <laughs> right. Hellboy sets him on fire with yeah. his candelabra. Uh, yeah. He whacks him a good time and then. Um, and then he happens upon what, like, well, he got stabbed in the back at one point. Right. Peter stabs him in the back. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and he happens upon three heads. That's the other thing about Hellboy that I think they failed in the movies. The one thing that is the, like, I don't know if you caught, but to me, the tone of this comic is, it's, you know, it's a little bit slower paced and, and there is action. There absolutely is action, but I think it's supposed to be more of a horror feel or a dark gothic feel, and you don't really get that vibe from any of the movies even though i'd say the third movie was probably the closest as far as the actual horror level but it was also a little bit over the top fast-paced actiony whereas this to me like it, it plays slower in my mind than mm-hmm. than the movies do yeah and i don't know if that i mean i don't know if they just couldn't adapt that they felt like it, it wasn't paced fast enough to be a movie but um, yeah, it happens upon three heads, and then the uh, the women of Thessaly, who are yeah. harpies, basically. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's in the room with um, Gearskew's body, and he's yeah. um, he's coming back to life. And that's uh, I guess the women of Thessaly, or they can turn into animals, birds, whatever. Uh, says in the comic much. here, the, the, the witches of Thessaly, according to Greek folklore, women with the power to draw down the moon, to transform themselves into monsters, birds, and animals. They were known to eat corpses and excrement and possessed insatiable sexual appetites. So a little Sound- bit of good, a little bit of bad. <laughs> it sounds like That's what I say, that they're horny. Kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, so they, they attack Hellboy and... Uh, Have another knockdown, drag out fight. He's mm-hmm. got his gun that ends up failing him. Um, <laughs> right. Explodes oh, the, the gun. What, you know, where I, is his gun? Uh, what's his gun called? In the the, first the Samaritan. Yeah, where is the Samaritan in this? What happened? Did they explain um, that? Like, why doesn't he have his big ass fucking gun? I can't why remember. He, he might have lost it at the end of Sea to Destruction. I'm oh, not okay. sure. I mean, he gets another one later, but uh, let's see now. And, and the whole time, you know, he's talking like you do in comic book fights and he's like done with machines, grabs a sword and then Gearskew wakes up out of the uh, the coffin with the three heads in front of it. And he goes to and, stab him and then right. Gearskew turns into a bird, <laughs> flies <laughs> like <you> away, <laughs> you know, like you do, like we have vampires do. He flies away, but he's been stabbed by a Hellboy and he ends up falling back down into right hits a tomb and falls into the tomb, breaks the, the stone tomb and falls underground. Yeah. And, 
That's where Hellboy tries to kill him, but he turns into snakes this time and, es- <laughs> and escapes. Right. And then after that, you get we a lot st- of history after that point. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of uh, what do you do? The Baba Yaga and uh, Gregory Rasputin's history, and you know how he's immortal and everything. There, you get a lot, a lot of that. And he's talking to Ilsa, telling her all this. Ilsa, which up, Ilsa Hauptstein, which leads up to stuff later. And then uh, we get back to one of the BPRD teams. We got Liz Sherman, and uh, what was that guy's name? I forget the the new guy's name. He could detect Leech. metal. Yeah, Leech. Leech. He's, he's, that's like his whole thing. He can detect Is he human metal. Torch. <laughs> yeah. <after> that. <laughs> so I don't know if listener knows about Liz. I guess she has what's her ability? Pyrokinesis. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She can. She can set fires, including herself. And this is so uh, getting into this next part where they discover a homunculus. <laughs> I wanted Rob to say it. Nope. Oh, what, yeah, say you it, blew Rob. that one. I've, nope. been, I've been waiting for Come him to say it. Nope. Do it. Do it for a listener. I, I, just, I just called him hunk. Homunculus, hunk. which was a a person made of blood and herbs who incubated in manure. <laughs> they said it was like yep. a medieval test tube. I, I thought of him as a gullum. Gullum. Yeah. Uh, okay. Gullum. That's I could see <laughs> no. that. Okay. Instead of formed of clay of manure, it's like okay, <laughs> stinky little um, bastard. Homunculus. So Liz sees a chance. He's got this opening in his chest. This homunculus, who's you know, it's just a body laying on a slab, basically that they find. It looks like a an experiment, and she sees this portal in his chest, and she like, kind of sees a chance to to get rid of her power for some reason. Like she can tell that that's the way to do it, so she touches it. And he like absorbs her, her power, and comes to life. A di- one of the agents gets killed in the, the ensuing scuffle. Yeah, he's trying. Uh, he's telling her to stop, and she's like, "I can't." So he has to shoot her in the arm just to break her away from from this homunculus. Right, and uh, he runs off. Now, what I'm going to tell you guys because I I seriously doubt. That you're gonna keep reading Hellboy. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was like, what happened to the homunculus? He just ran off. And we yeah, never dude hear was from gone. Him that was it. I was like, <laughs> I was okay. like is that guy killing people now, in the village? Okay, so explain to me what what happened. Did he absorb all her power? No, no because she still right? has yeah. her power. So. He just absorbed some of her. Power. I guess. He, so I think she kind of. She kind of like Frankenstein him to life is the way I look at it. Like, That's you know, what I it, thought. I thought she brought him to life. I didn't. I didn't think of it as until you said it absorbing his power. Yeah, I think she was, like trying, she was. She was. She trying was like to get Britain, right though. They were talking about how. I know, didn't catch any of that. Oh, I only um, I read that in something else. That's it. They didn't say. That oh, okay. That's why oh, okay. I was curious. Maybe I'm, I'm confusing now. Uh, it must be the story afterwards. Um, the story afterwards. I'm getting ahead of myself. Sorry. They talk about this incident, and she's like dying because uh, her power, uh, because she did that, and they they don't hmm. know why. You know, they don't know exactly what happened. Um, hmm. But anyway, so uh, the you stick your finger in holes you're not supposed <laughs> yes, to. But well, she wanted to get rid of her power. She didn't like. She, she saw it as a curse. You know, she killed a lot of people when she was younger. Yeah. When her when her power first manifested, and she couldn't control it, so she always viewed it as kind of a curse. Yeah, and um, so yeah, the homun- homunculus runs off, and this I haven't read this in a long time, but eventually they encounter him again, and his name is Roger, and he joins the BPRD. 
So <laughs> no goes, way, dude. Are yeah. you kidding me? <laughs> That's <No>. awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not what you think. You don't you, know, you think, oh, he's a monster. It's like, no, well, he, they think he's a monster, but he actually it's Roger the homunculus. <laughs> well, so, there was an opening in the BPRD because he killed the one guy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> That's cool. I was wondering what happened to that guy. They just, he just ran off and they never explained what happened to him. He just yeah. like he like Mr. kool aided it out of that building. <laughs> I hope I'm dude. Oh, I haven't read these yeah. comics. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've read these comics in so long, like not. I won't say twenty years, but probably fifteen years at least since last time I read these. And so I, th- I hope that all that information is somewhat accurate. I'll, I'll just say, I'll just be like Trump and be like, nope, it's true. And then when somebody calls me out on, it, I'll be like, I never said that. So and, you're, stra- uh, you're in politics. Get back to comic land. Let's go. <laughs> All right, uh, so I like when we meet Professor Herman von Klempt. Let's get to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, this Who is, is cool. a. Uh, this is one of Cronin's Nazi, friends. Yeah, Cronin's one of his guys from from. Uh, he was in Seed of Destruction, and he is just a Nazi head in a jar with a big swastika in his. <laughs> totally forehead. thought of Futurama. Oh when yeah, I saw I that too. <laughs> right? Who doesn't? You can't yeah. see a head in a jar anymore without thinking of Futurama. <laughs> But yeah, so they reanimate his uh, skull, <laughs> and he starts right. talking, and he tries to. I, oh, that's the one thing, Cronin, Cronin and uh, Leopold. They're they're starting trying to start their own dead army. I, we forgot to mention that. So yeah, you got Cronin wants to bring that guy in, and Leopold's against it. He's like, you know, Rasputin didn't want this guy as part of. You know, we're the four cornerstones or whatever. He's mm-hmm. not involved, and Cronin's not like, "No, the master's plan." Right, right. and yeah, they they got their own idea, or Cronin at least does, but you know, has his own idea. Meanwhile, Hellboy has just wired this castle with so much goddamn explosives. Yeah. He's like, I don't know what else to do, so I'm just going to blow up this entire fucking castle, which is yeah, so Yeah, and all that ammunition Hellboy. was just left there from the war. But well, don't forget, <laughs> right. his walkie-talkie wasn't working, right? Is that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was trying to yeah. call and see where everybody was. And, uh, you know, and he's got well, it's funny because it's a Zinko walkie talkie. Right. That's a running theme throughout the comic. Like, right. None of the Zinko stuff works. <laughs> right. <laughs> so he sets it for like a 60 minute timer. There's all this Nazi weaponry. And uh, uh, Hellboy, Hellboy really hates Nazis, by the way. I just want everybody <laughs> to know that, which uh, which is what you're supposed to do. I was going to say, shouldn't everybody hate Nazis? (laughs) Right. That's what I thought. That's what I used to think. I didn't know that that had changed at some point. They were the universal bad guy in movies and video games for so long. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, Nazis aren't so bad. Like, wait, what? When did that messaging change? What did I miss? Like, oh, Trump. (laughs) That's right. But Um, uh, yeah, Nazis are bad. Always bad in the Hellboy universe, as it should be. Um, What else? I'm trying to page through the comic here and look for things. Well, he- at this time, he- Hecate, he- Hecate, he- however you say her name, is is a uh, uh, healing Giriscu, who is not dead. He was still down there on, in that grave underground. Did we did we find out that that's his mother? Uh, yeah, they say. Okay. Did we talk about that? I don't know if we said. I don't that think we covered that. No. Vladimir's mother. We met we met his father and now this is his mother. The yeah. the god or whatever. Not goddess. birth mother, but brought him back to life so that that kind of mother. That's, so I thought, I thought that's what they were saying. Oh, I thought that was his mother. 
I, th- I don't know. I thought I don't, Daddy. I thought Daddy slept with a goddess. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I Possible. Don't so. I think. I think he's the father because he made him another vampire. So he's the father of that guy. So what you get here is when uh, Hellboy en- encounters uh, Hecate is uh, Hecate. Uh, excuse me. Hecate. But, uh, he. Bless they you. have a conversation, and she's telling him how. You know, he, yeah, everybody's always telling Hellboy how he's a Nungan Rama and he's the end of the world. And he's always like, no, you got the wrong guy. I'm thinking of somebody else. Like every time that, so that's always that dichotomy that the Hellboy is always dealing with. You know, he just, he feels like a human. He's not, but, you know, he's half human, but, you know, and he fights for, for humankind basically. And, and everybody else is always trying to get him to, you know, initiate the end of the world. That's a hell of a burden. Yeah, he's supposed to bring on Armageddon, right? That's his. Right. That was. That's what he was. That's made why for. he has that thing attached, is because his his dear old dad did that to him mm-hmm. uh, as a baby, and uh, that yeah, that's that's just a crazy ass burden for a dude who just wants to punch things or whatever, right? And punch out monsters. His and, human uh, side's like, can I just go watch Netflix? <laughs> <That'd be great. laughs> he likes to drink a lot of beer too. <laughs> <Does he? laughs> so they, yeah, so they they're fighting. Uh, he's fighting with her, talking, you know, a, a lot of dialogue and stuff. He he thinks he's got her. He, he stabs her. They fall out a window, and then she like disintegrates. Yeah, she like, can't she can't hit the sunlight. So yeah, he knocked, that's, her, he that's knocked right. her out the window window after he stabbed her out the window. Window out the window. I've been in, um, been in Memphis too long. <laughs> and then we get to like one of my favorite parts of the story, which actually doesn't involve Hellboy, but it kind of leads up to why Rasputin has been talking Ilsa's ear off this whole time. And he wants her to get into this Iron Maiden yeah. so that uh, Hecate can revive. And uh, she's not happy with the idea. You see her crying. <laughs> she's like, but I'll die. He's like, oh, you have to die a little. It's like like I died here and I died there and all this stuff and then you see her getting I was like dude that was that was like a heavy moment for me and then you just see the blood pouring like out of it I was like out. damn like that was some devotion yeah. did we touch on would you, would you get in an Iron Maiden for somebody I don't think so I'm I pretty sure I wouldn't either for the master though <laughs> well, not for the master the master of course did, the master did we touch on that Isla Ilsa whatever Ilsa likes uh is in love with vladimir right oh i know we didn't mention yeah that. that's so that's another kind of reason yeah. why she ilsa is in love with gear basically get her skew yes yeah. mm-hmm. so and, she uh, wants him to be you know she wants him to come back to life more than anything so hellboy's and bomb rescue. was successful and he got blown to kingdom come because he was a little too close to the blast, but he's not dead because he's Hellboy. He's very resilient. They find him and he's like stiff as a board with his arms out, which I thought was pretty funny. But unfortunately, <laughs> the it's not the right people who find him. It's the I don't think we talked about like the curse of the villagers. That was a big part of it, right? And yeah, again, it, might not, be it sounds like these villagers have been doing prep work for generations now for Hellboy's arrival or what? I'm I'm confused on this. Yeah. Um that is a good question. I, well, I think, and I, I keep confusing my Hellboy stories um, because the, oh, which one? Maybe that was Seed of Destruction or the one I read after it. Uh, yeah, because this one didn't have the werewolf people in it, and that's well, what basically I there's this guy in town, and he's he's got he's telling he's telling his family to get out of town because 
bad things are coming to this town. And I guess he's, it's happened before. He's he, cause he was saying like, I feel like he can feel gear skew or no Rasputin. I thought it was uh, Vladimir that they were fearful of. Oh, Vladimir. So he could feel Vladimir's evil creeping in again. Yeah. And so he's trying to save uh, a priest too, I think is his brother. Uh, they didn't say it was his brother in the comic, but I read that somewhere else. And so he's trying to save this priest. He's telling his brother to get out of town too. And he's like, no. And, <laughs> and, and then what was, what did he say to his, to the priest? He's like <laughs> pig something pig. Like I didn't understand that pig at all. Butt or the the pig priest something. says, the priest says, yeah, no, I'm not that. leaving. And he's like, Pig sucker. Pig sucker. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, what? I don't, why did you need to say that? <laughs> like, that was totally unnecessary. You could have just said, okay, I tried. But he's like, cock, pig, sucker. Ah, and he just walks away. I'm like. He was, he was upset. I was like, I don't uh, get it. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. Pig sucker. That was not a natural reaction, I thought, but whatever. It did stand out. <laughs> it did definitely. But yeah, so those, uh, so those, um, that one guy, his name's Steven. Steve, he ends up finding Hellboy and dragging him to the crossroads. Uh, I guess it's just the crossroads in town, but he puts him on a giant log and chains him to it. <clears throat> right. And that brings us to the final chapter. Oh, I thought there were um, six. Nope. Me, uh, no, just five. Yeah, oh, we should so, also talk about how the, uh, how the, the, the castle got blown up like they were that was kind of funny too did or or is that, is that Hellboy earlier? Blew up. oh but Hellboy i thought blew up the castle again am i confusing stuff again? i thought there was an issue like uh so rasputin find doesn't he find uh cronin and uh with von klempt and he doesn't like it and yeah. oh yeah that's later that's yeah that's towards okay later. I thought that like he went running towards something and like hit a button. But again, I think I'm, I've been watching yeah, a lot no, of Hellboy stuff. No, no okay. that's it. Uh, okay. Rasputin, Rasputin is, or um, Leopold is mad that uh, Cronin brought back Von Klimt. He's trying to convince, um, he's trying to convince Cronin that to, you know, abandon Rasputin's plans and help him with the army. And Leopold gets mad and tries to, to kill, um, Von Klemp, the head. <laughs> so he tries right. to break the head and uh, Cronin stops him and ends up stabbing Leopold and killing him. And then later on, Rasputin comes back and he's like, what the fuck? And he temporarily, he blinds, Rasputin temporarily blinds Zinko. Right. And Zinko goes wandering off and he accidentally hits <laughs> he like the self-destruct yeah. button. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. like a self-destruct button. And the whole castle <laughs> blows up with everybody right. in it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Zinko, that was great. Zinko, Rasputin, Cronin, this completely blows up. Uh, yes. That was a f- another moment. Of, I found it funny anyway. <laughs> yeah. It was, was like, funny. maybe you should put, you know, some kind of safety measure on that button. <laughs> maybe like a glass case over it or something. Right. <laughs> way too easy to blow up. He just went running out of the room with like his hands up. He's like, ah, not going to make it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, All right, so we're so on the we're, final chapter. Yeah, we're um, back to the crossroads. Uh, Hellboy's chained up. Um, Rasputin talks to, uh, to him. 
for a little bit and then leaves them with uh, the Iron Maiden, which is basically uh, El- Elsa is uh, going to be transformed into uh, the new Hecate or Hecate or however you say it. Hecate. <laughs> so Vladimir shows up. Yeah. So Vladimir Gerescu is he has been reanimated. He's back. He comes charging at Hellboy on a horse and <laughs> Hellboy rips the giant log he's chained to, breaks it in half, and then kills Gearskew, I guess. But that was his whole plan the whole time. He was trying to sacrifice himself. That way it would bring him back Hecate. Well, I, I did want to touch on something that happened before that is when uh, – Abe Sapien and his partner show up at the church on, with their functioning jetpacks, mind you. <laughs> right. they, they, they have no problem. They followed, <laughs> they followed Hellboy's tracker there and they see it on this priest and they go up to it and they realize like, oh crap, we, we've been, as he put it, we've been jerked is what he says in here. <laughs> and they go up to the priest and they're like, hey, and the priest's head falls off. And I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. He's dead. And, and then they fall more. through the floor. Right. And Abe Sapien's partner, who's basically the, the Star, Star Trek equivalent of a red shirt, like a lot of these <laughs> right. Is characters, it, he yeah, gets more collapses. <laughs> yeah, he's immediately. And what's funny is then after that guy gets speared, then his jetpack blows up. <laughs> that was so funny, dude. He ends up, I guess Abe Sapien makes it. He makes it through all the all the spikes, but the one guy he gets impaled, and then after right. he's already bleeding, the fucking jetpack blows up. Right, this <laughs> is so, so great. Good. And stuff. then he gets to the bottom, and that head of the priest that had fallen off and then fell through the floor once they fell through, that head starts talking. And I don't know what's going on there. Well, you hear right. about the head later in the epilogue, which is interesting. Yeah. I, don't know. yeah. I was like, does this head play a role? <laughs> but I guess it doesn't. It just started talking for a minute. Right. So, uh, so yeah, Ilsa is, you know, dead in the Iron Maiden and whatever magic or whatever worked. And uh, Hecate is it's now, coming. she comes back and, you know, she's like this giant serpent lady, but now she's like made out of metal because she's like part Iron yeah. Maiden. Yeah, she's part Iron Maiden, part Serpent. She's fucking it's huge. Pretty, yeah. <laughs> look, she's fucking looks ginormous. Like Ant-Man. She's giant for yeah. sure, yeah. Pretty pretty creepy. Pretty cool. And then they're trying to... So Hellboy's horns grow in, which you see in the movies oh, all the time. Well, yeah, she eats, she eats Hellboy. Yeah, oh, she swallows Hellboy. And... Mm-hmm. This is where I got wait. confused. I, I, I'm, I need to ask you what's going on here, because is he, is he dead at... Is he going? Can no, he die? He's not dead. Okay. Well, yeah, the series ends with him in hell when he dies. So, um, I mean, there's a little bit more after that. he comes back eventually. But yeah, the like the last book is called Hellboy in Hell. And uh, so, yeah, he he can die. He's not invincible by any means. Okay. So when she but bit he, him, because he's, I didn't know if he was going to another place because he had just it was like a died temporarily dimension. or something. So, so like. It's like, yeah, it's I like he ate her and now he's in a different plane. I, I, don't, I don't know. That's well, what I was asking. I don't know. Magic, sorcery. <laughs> yeah, who the hell knows? I don't know. I, I, right. I do not have the answers. I love Hellboy. I can't explain it all, though. <laughs> okay, uh, so he's in, he's in the in-between. Yeah, he's in the upside down. Upside and, down. Uh, 
but yeah, so he, he comes out of that. He resists, you know, the, the whole thing ever, you know, she's telling him that you, you know, you only have two choices and he's like, well, he's like, screw you. I choose door number three. It's my goddamn life. I'll do what I want with it. You don't like that. Kill me if you can. Right. And, uh, yeah. After they got like Hecate telling you only have, you know, one option two and that, or yeah. two options. Yeah. You can die or you can become the, the one that brings about Armageddon. He's like, ah, fuck you. I got a third option. <laughs> he just breaks his right. horns off. He's like, I do what I want. Try and kill me. That's another element that's throughout a lot of the Hellboy books that I really like is him battling against what is his perceived destiny. I just think that's a really cool element. You know, he's he's supposed to be this evil thing, brings about Armageddon, and he's just constantly like, no, I'm not. I don't want to do that. You can't make me do that. And I think as a, you know, back in the 90s growing up, you know, I, I was a bit rebellious and uh, I identified with that aspect of not not being what you're told you're supposed to be, you know, like figuring mm-hmm. yourself out, basically. So I always, yeah. always like that aspect of of Hellboy. Um, all right. So then we catch back up with uh, uh, Cronin and everybody who they're fine. They're all fine. They're all back in Norway. Um, let's see now. Yeah, that's where that's where they blow up the building. Oh, okay. So I got ahead of myself. I didn't yeah. know that. You should have told me that. Okay. My, that's why I was like, my, wait a minute. I'm getting all confused bad. here. Yeah. Well, now uh, we're, my bad for remembering it out of order. I was getting my explosions confused. Yeah. Now we're back to the epilogue with uh, Rasputin. He goes back to the tree of Yggdrasil and meets Baba Yaga there. <laughs> and you get to see that chicken house, man. Like well, house. I, remember, I remember seeing Hellboy with you, uh, the last Hellboy. And I was like, what is this chicken house? <laughs> I was like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. But they show it, they show it in this comic. I'm like, yeah, the chicken house. So what is yes. that? Is that just her is house? Is that based on any mythology of any kind? Or is that just an original idea? I'm going to go ahead and answer that, even though I don't know. I'm going to say maybe. Because <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what he pulls from and what he creates. I know he pulls from stuff, but yeah. I don't know exactly what elements he adds. Uh, and I did not investigate it. So I don't know if part of the Baba Yaga's tale is that she lives in a chicken house. Uh, <laughs> it's just a house with chicken legs. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, right. cir- circling back around to the Zinko stuff, though. So, yeah, we, we spoiled this earlier uh, because of my terrible storytelling. But... Uh, <laughs> Zinko? The guy runs out of the room. Yeah, it's a, it's a Zinko fucking device that uh, with the button exposed. So, like Steve was saying, like really, you couldn't put a covering it like classic Zinko. And keep the goddamn button just right blah, there. Blah, blah. <laughs> Another great Zinko product. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I like this little thing at the end here too. Um, kind of reminded me of, like. I don't know, Raiders, like Indiana Jones, Raiders, Lost Ark type stuff. Uh, the skeleton of Vladimir Gierskew was to have been moved, was to have been moved to BPRD headquarters in Fairfield, Connecticut. It was placed in temporary storage at the Bucharest airport where it disappeared. It has never been recovered. Bum, <laughs> yeah. Bum. Yeah. And then the yeah, next one. Next, yeah, it's next to the Ark of the Covenant in Indiana Jones. Right. <laughs> and the next one is uh, the head of Father Nicholas Budens never spoke again, but for weeks continued to be the focus of poltergeist activities, including sudden temperature changes and the levitation of objects. It is currently on loan to the Polve Institute in Avignon, Avignon, France. I'm pulling a rob there on that one, but uh, I uh, and then you get the other epilogue where uh, Grigori 
Rasputin goes back to the Baba Yaga and he's defeated and he's like, I wanted to be a God. And she's like, well, you, you kind of suck. You're not going to be a God. And he's like, well, I'm going to keep trying anyway. That's basically, that's the gist yeah. of what I got from yeah, that whole he's conversation. Like, was, he's, like, he's like, hell boy. He's like, fuck you. I'll be a God one day. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the, uh, the ratings. Uh, I'm curious where you guys land on this one. Our four point system, four being the best one being the worst. Uh, and then we, you know, we had, so four would be uh, essential reading, three would be recommended reading, two would be worth a read, one would be avoid, do not read. Rob, what do you think? Definitely a three. And the um, recommended list. Yeah, recommended. You got it. Yeah, you should read it. Okay. Yeah, I'm three, two. I, there's nothing I've read yet that's like, you know, completely, I don't know. Awesome. I, it was, it, I, it, I enjoyed it. It was definitely, I definitely recommend it, but there's, I don't know. I'm waiting for something to be like, that was the shit. And I want to cool. read more saga. <laughs> well, you read, uh, I think you gave it, you gave the Punisher a four and you gave, uh, did I give I the you Punisher gave, a four? You gave the Punisher a four, I believe. And I think you gave Batman year one a four as well. Well, I don't know uh, what the fuck I'm talking about. I don't. Well, you read more much, comics. Uh, getting stuff how to much Batman and Punisher have you read since then, Steve? Uh, three issues. Liar. Yes. <laughs> Lying. <laughs> Lying. <laughs> Lying. Uh, well, I guess it's. Yeah, uh, I. It's what do so you good. You just don't want to read anything I, else. I think I, I change it. Then I give it a four because I really. <laughs> no, I, don't change it. I changed I'm not it asking you to change it. Because no. I really, I like this. All right, that's a three. <laughs> like, what the hell? I'm not, I'm not arguing for that. I'm arguing on the side of why the hell have you read more comics? That's why, <laughs> that's what I'm arguing. I don't want you to change your score. I want your score to reflect how you feel about it. Uh, it was, I would it give this, uh, I would give this a recommended reading as well. Uh, it's, um, it's not, I don't think it's going to blow anybody's mind. Uh, I love Hellboy. I mean, again, for for a lot of different reasons. One, uh, discovery to new character when it was new, and as a teenager, it's just kind of it's it's a goofy, special, nostalgic feeling or whatever. And it's whole epic. I would give like essential. Just read everything. But uh, story arc wise, I, I like this story a lot. But it to me, it, it it's still not up there with like uh, the slavers or or year one. I don't know that it's. Um, I don't know that it would be in my top five comic book stories. It might be in my top 10, uh, but you know, it wouldn't, wouldn't hit my top five, like my, my top five essential reads. But yeah, I, th- and I, I mean, th- three is a great, is a, is a great rating. I recommend it. Um, if you're going to read Hellboy, just start with seed of destruction would be the easiest thing to do. You can get the Hellboy, the first volume of the Hellboy omnibus for free. If you're with comiXology unlimited six, $6 a month, uh, this is this is not a paid advertisement, by the way. I'm just telling you about it. But uh, yeah, you can get the first omnibus. You you're trying to, you're trying to. I, well, I would love. Part. Yeah, I want more people to read Hellboy if you're interested at all. If you like gothic stuff, if you like big dumb monster fights, I love that cult, like, cult shit. That's like one. I, I love that shit. I like the story. Yeah, I mean, the so, guy goes into. <laughs> That's a lot of dialogue. I mean, <laughs> a lot, that's a lot, lot of, of detail yeah. in the story. And, and the other reason uh, is the artwork, I think, is phenomenal. I think the artwork alone 
is amazing. Mike Mignola is just a, a really unique artist. I love his style a lot. It stands out. Um, I, I, I can't say enough nice things about Hellboy. I just I love that whole universe that he's kind of curated and this overseen. One, I, you didn't get to see a, a lot of his character in this one, you know? Well, that is his personality, though, is he he's he's dry. He's kind of a, a I, I think of like a uh, like in the movies when you see a detective who's been on the force for 15, 20 years. He's just kind of seen everything already. Nothing. Yeah. Surpri- That's what I like. He's like the grizzled detective is yeah. kind of who he comes across as. And like people are like, oh, well, you think this is going to happen? He's like, ah, it's not going to be like the one back in 67 or whatever. And that's the other thing. He's he's been granted like because of his uh, strange physiological makeup, half human, half demon. His body ages faster than his brain. So even when he was, you know, in his like 30s, he still had like the mind of like a teenager. Uh, And so he has long life. So, again, he was a he was a baby in 44 and it's, you know, 1996 in this comic book. So that's about what, 50 years or so. He's like 50 years old. Um, if my math is remotely correct. Um, and he, but he doesn't really act like that. He, he's, you know, he act, again, his brain is younger than, than his body. Yeah. I just was expecting like from the movies, I kind of got that kind of Deadpool kind of uh, feeling like that was, he, he was that kind of character. And I just didn't see, I thought I'd see more uh, witty one-liners and stuff in this one. No, that's not, uh, I didn't really get any kind of Deadpool from it. You might need to rewatch those, but he's he's always been real dry. <laughs> I, I remember been, laughing at, at at the Hellboy. Oh yeah, movie. well I, I laughed at the comic though too. I, I like I said I I like like really dry, sarcastic, kind of sardonic humor. Uh, so that I think that comes through a lot, just the way he you know talks to things and uh. But uh, what's another reason I recommend this? Oh, you get to watch Nazis get punched out and beat up. Yeah. And if that's the thing you like to see, that happens in the in the Hellboy comics, in the Hellboy world. And down the road, we'll do another Hellboy comic. I just kind of wanted to do this one because I, I feel like you guys are familiar with the Seed of Destruction storyline from the first movie. And they kind of revisited it briefly in the the new one that came out in 2019. So you're, you're, I'm sorry to interrupt. You're, you're holding your favorite Hellboy story for the future? Well, well, here's the thing, and this is going to sound weird. Um, I don't know that I it, it. I like his whole arc. It's it's hard to narrow it down to like one story, and that's what's. And this is going back to being a creator own comic. Is he? You don't bring in. He doesn't really. He, he's let a few other people write some Hellboy stories and stuff like that. That does happen, mm-hmm. but he. I don't know. It's it's weird. Like, you know, when Batman's been around for so long and then you bring in fresh blood and you get these crazy, interesting stories, Hellboy's just been solid all the way through. Mm-hmm. Just been really solid and a well curated character and and store overall storyline instead of having like the the peaks and valleys of another character. So wait, you're saying that you don't have a favorite? Like they're I'm all saying they're all about equal. equal. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think you're gonna. I, honestly, I don't know that it gets much better than this one. Oh, okay. um, he, he has, he's a very even keel character. You know, like with Batman, you have like terrible stuff. Um, you know, like the older, goofier, campier stories, and then you have the amazing stuff, and then you have like middle of the road stuff, mm-hmm. and Hellboy stuff. It, to me, it's just all good. It's, it's almost like it'd be a flat line if it was on a graph. You know, it's just 
that's it's a solid it, it's, eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's what I was getting at. So you're saying every Hellboy story is a three. So pretty much, but the whole arc is like a four. <laughs> so when yeah, you put it all together, together. Gotcha. Yeah. like gotcha. Voltron, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Mega um, Steve. Mecca or uh, Mega? Mecca. Oh. He, he doesn't know. Um, uh, yeah, knows? if you put it all together, you get an essential. But, you know, it's like, the you know, the, the, the sum is, is greater than all of its parts kind of thing is my take on Hellboy, basically. And I just okay. like all the character work. I like all the attention to detail, like the art style. It's just like all these things. But there's at the same time, there's like not one, you know, story that like, bam, just holy shit. If you read this, you're going to be blown the fuck away. Like, I don't feel that way about the character. And it might sound weird since I'm such a big fan of it, but I'm just being honest about <laughs> the, the type of stories they are. Uh there is no Dark Knight Returns or or Batman Year One in Hellboy, in my opinion. Like they're they're all kind of they're all like of an equal quality, which is uh, to me that's a good thing too. And it's 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 consistent. It's just solid stuff, and it gets his art gets better over time. His storytelling technique gets better over time. Um, mm-hmm. It's I don't know. It's it's just it's it's great stuff. But at the same time, it, there there is no. Uh, to me, anyway, there is no like one story somebody reads. They're gonna be like, "Holy shit, I got to read all this stuff!" Like, I honestly didn't expect you guys to react that way to this. I just wanted you to kind of get more pulled into Hellboy's world in the comics, compare it to what you've seen in the movies, and um, just I just hoped you guys would enjoy it and appreciate and appreciate the art because uh, that that's a big part of it. But uh, oh, but yeah. I definitely enjoyed it for sure. Yeah. Like I said, I love that whole, I love that occult shit and beating up Nazis. Like you said, always a, always a good thing. Makes you feel good. <laughs> yeah. And well, that's the other, there's so many elements I just like about it too. You know, it, it to me, it, it feels a lot like Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's got that adventure aspect, you know, the punching out Nazis acts aspect. And then you, you've got all this, you know, pseudo history going on. That's to me is always interesting, almost like ghost stories, just all these really cool elements that come together yeah. to make a really unique thing. All these influences Mecca they Steve. combine. <laughs> and homunculus, homunculus, yeah. Steve. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I just, I, I just love that whole thing. And uh, it's, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I got nothing else to say. I just, I love it. I hope I, I wish everybody liked Hellboy, and I wish yeah. they could really nail him in the movies. But they still haven't quite done that yet. Uh, you guys want to hear what's what we're doing next week? That would um, be nice. Yes. <laughs> well, I've, I've narrowed it down to two things. Oh, you know what? We didn't even get to Dick Tracy this week. We've been talking uh, our asses off, too. I'm not um, picking what we're picking anymore. <laughs> you have to choose for me. <laughs> oh. I'm not allowed to choose. Wait, I want right. to hear both. I want to pick. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> uh. I all right, so I've been Tracy, wanting to get Tracy, into Tracy. I've been wanting to get into this uh the story, the series called Invincible, which is a superhero book by Image Comics by uh 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 Robert Kirkman, the guy who created The Walking Dead. I read the first yeah. issue. Okay. Um, the Walking Dead or Invincible? Invincible. Sean got yeah. that's the one that's based on the movie, right? Wait, what? Is no. there a movie? I didn't know there was no, a No, there's no movie. Uh, I think Rob's thinking that? of the what was no, that Bruce Willis? No, that was a football movie. The yeah, Eagles was... movie with Mark Oh, Warner. Rob's thinking of Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Uh, uh, that was a was that that was a comic. Was that a comic? No. No, that was not a comic. Oh. Um 
but it was inspired by comics, but it was <laughs> yeah. not its own comic. Okay. All right. All right. They call so me before, Mr. Glass. I thought it was a comic. The uh, the first eight issues of Invincible, which are which are available on uh, Comicsology, or the first storyline from Sin City, which is called uh, the Hard Goodbye, uh, which is I believe that's also available on Comicsology, and I thought we could also then watch it. Um, <laughs> Frank kind Miller, of it. Frank <laughs> yeah. Miller's Sin City. Ah. The Wait, Hard are goodbye. you saying that you do want to choose now? No. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, man. It's up to you. You got to make the call. Uh, we want no part of it after Canaan. <laughs> that was rough. <laughs> that wasn't that bad. I give it a one. <laughs> I think I gave it a two. <laughs> now it's a one. <laughs> boom, boom, right. boom. You forgot the end. Time's up. We're going to do Invincible. First eight ah, issues. I knew it. I knew you were going to go with that. Going to go with Invincible. From what I remember, that was pretty intriguing. I read it like uh, uh, two years ago. I think you got me that. First, we get a synopsis of what issue. it's about because I have no idea. Uh, sure. I think um, I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, so Invincible is what you're going to get into at first. Anyway, the story evolves quite a bit later on. Um it's going to come across like kind of a cross between Superman and Spider-Man is how I would describe it. Uh, you got a super powered kid. Uh, we got so kind of similar to Peter Parker. His dad is a uh, from the planet Viltrum. This takes place on Earth and he, he marries a human woman. They have a kid and he's half Viltrumite and half human. And so he's, he's, and his dad is basically like Viltrumite. Isn't that what Australians put on their toast? It was Vegemite. Oh, Vegemite. That's right. But, uh, Vegemite. his dad is invincible and he's like the Superman type character, but with a mustache and he's known as Omni man. And then you have <laughs> rocking the stash. Uh, and then you have his son who's, who's in high school and, he's always wondering if he's going to get powers like his dad. Um, so it's seem it's, it's like this, uh, I don't know, kind of clean cut hero origin story that, uh, eventually takes some turns and, uh, and it's, it's got a really, really unique art style. And, uh, I, I don't know. I don't want to give anything away, but yeah, well, let's that's talk enough. about it next that's week. <laughs> I got something to go by. <laughs> So yeah, Invincible, the first, first two trade paperbacks, basically, because I think they're four issues long each. Mm. And that should give you enough of a taste that maybe this will be the series where you're like, okay, I got to find out what the fuck is happening, <laughs> what happens next. How many, uh, uh, how many comics are out there now of Invincible? I think they finished that series around 250, less than 300 issues before they finished it. Wow. But it's, it's over. They, they finished their story. And it's it's all done. Um, I want to say around 260 issues or something, but I, I could be wrong. Maybe it's 150 issues. Even I might I might be inflating that number. I think I might. Yeah, I think I'm inflating that number. Sean, so when are good. when are you going to start writing a comic? Um, well, I have been working on my comic that's just called Sean. I, I've been conceptualizing it. I sent you the artwork for the lead character Sean, who is a parody of Spawn. That's that's all I got so far. A guy, uh, an atheist who gets sent to hell only to find out that hell is real. Not only is hell real, 
but it's a lot like working uh, with a bunch of coworkers you hate is basically what hell is <laughs> for for this guy. So that's that's my premise for my comic book. If this pops up anywhere, I'm gonna be furious. Man, but, uh, <laughs> you just gave it all away. Don't right? worry, no one's listening. Hey, uh, I I I think that would be the culmination of this podcast is to one day read your comic on the show. That would be fucking that would be fucking amazing. We're reading my shit, motherfucker. <laughs> or have somebody post something on your Instagram page. <laughs> no, Did nobody we, get... we post on Instagram. You're not understanding this oh, stuff. Oh, Rob yeah, doesn't we have make it. social media. Give him a break. Right. Oh, oh so saying. we're supposed to so did you send anything out? No, I don't know. What <laughs> we, I'm doing. We I haven't really Facebook. made any posts. You didn't send out a Mecca Steve picture? <laughs> I don't have a Mecca Steve. I just thought Steve, of that this morning. Instagram was just, yesterday. <laughs> you need to stop sending me pictures of your Mecca Steve, by the way. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> that, that, I have a death job now. People are asking not questions. Not so Mecca Steve. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think I, I really inflated. So we have an Instagram account here. that we don't send anything out on. Uh, yeah. well, not we yet. don't post to it's not a telegram service, we just post to it. It's the internet, people don't post things back though. <laughs> they, can, no. they can post comments, they can reply. Yes, they can't comment sure. on your posts. Instagram, this is funny. People are like, Holy shit, they're about to explain Instagram. Everybody come and listen to this. Shit. <laughs> That's fine. Instagram no, we're is going, uh, we're going into TikTok. It, uh, Instagram is a platform where basically you post pictures and then you, you can caption them and stuff, but it's a little bit different from Facebook in that the, the focus is on the pictures and not on the words. Uh, but there are but words. Can, I've seen words, right? Yeah, Instagram. I went over to Instagram, but I don't know what I'm doing because I've never, I never so, take there. a picture. I'm, sounds yeah. like I, I don't want to accidentally hit the wrong button. And next thing I know, something's out there. So I was hoping to leave that just to Sean. Um, yeah, I do need to get, be more engaged over there. Um, just trying to okay ended it with uh, issue 144 so i was like way off i was saying 250 <laughs> no, you, said you, you corrected to 150 so uh <laughs> but yeah so I, well, I just realized this wait wait a minute spawn just hit 300 and it's been around since 92 so that math didn't sound right at all but it did end <laughs> did end just a few years ago um 144 issues and it, it it's over i haven't read them all i've read man i've probably read the first like 60 issues or so though. And then uh, I bounced off of it just cause I got distracted by something else, but I, I really do want to go back and finish it now that it's over. Especially, I had but... children. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it wasn't that long. It's not that old of a comic even. Uh, um, uh, yeah. It's, I think it came out in the mid two thousands. I, uh, I don't remember exactly, but yeah, invincible. So are we saving like... Dick Tracy for next week or are we rewatching a different yeah. movie? No, nah, we'll, we'll 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 talk about Dick Tracy still. We'll get to that. We had you know we had to address some things uh, early in the show that I, I think would have been wrong to not address. So yeah, I agree. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll get to, Dick Tracy. Will keep the Dick. Will keep for next time. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> right? You just keep that for next time. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, just, hey, listener, man, just tell everybody if you enjoy us talking about comics, spread the word, spread the word. We would love to do this all the time. Yes. Your support and listenership is appreciated. What do you we got, apologize Rob? for Steve intros. Steve's <laughs> intros are, that are, hey, I promise I'll, I'll work on it this week. Well, I'll get better. I'll get better. 
post on Instagram. <laughs> post I'm on set. Instagram. All right. Hey, I'm, putting, I'm, put, hey, I'm putting Rob in charge of all social media. I'm in charge of yes. this. You're here in yes. Yeah. That'd be fucking great. That would be awesome. It'll be all just like pictures of his tools at work and shit. Like, it'll have nothing. It'll be like, check this out. Check out this wire stripper I just got, you motherfuckers. Listen to our podcast. It's not about wire strippers. <laughs> He's like, hey, check out this Ethernet cable I made. Check out these strippers I got. It's just <laughs> That actually might yeah, get some there clicks. You go. That might right? be a good idea. Strippers. And it's just yeah, all wire should, stripper porn. Yeah, can you just post, you know, naked pictures of women on our Instagram? That might get some No, clicks. that will violate the terms of use. Oh, Please do not do that, Rob. I thought you what can is, do that. Oh, Twitter, you're allowed to show news. Twitter, you can go ape shit. That's not. Not Instagram. Not on the gram. Right. As, the, as no one calls it, but people my age probably. I haven't uh, seen yeah. a naked woman since my honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I say. Yeah. Like I had sex two times and had two kids. That's it. Like I mean, uh, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right. Well, that's. Uh, you got anything else? I got nothing, man. I got nothing. So next week, right, well, everyone. Th- yes. Thanks for listening. Yeah. See you guys.